get in-depth team coverage anytime online, on demand at 620WTMJ.com. Depend on it. Things that happen today can seem pretty strange. Well, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Luckily, you have Jeff Wagner to break it down for you. Wagner's rule number one, nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2.30 in the morning. The Department of Justice is open on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. One show to go for WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. His last show today at noon, noon to three. The Department of Justice already open for the day. Yeah, a little mm. bit. You have um, some more interviews with folks who've worked with Jeff, who are part of his life. We'll do that a little bit later this morning. I'm going to bring that back about 20 minutes before 9 o'clock. So we'll do it up Wisconsin's morning news style. Yeah, of course. And our tribute to Jeff. But yes, uh, for those of you interested, Jeff's last show from noon to 3 today right here on WTMJ. And for those of you asking who's going to be on at noon on Monday, well, it's going to be the best of Jeff Wagner till the end of the year. And then I think an announcement on... The future programming will come sometime in early January. Yes. So, A, we don't know. We're not being coy. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> we especially hold, right, don't you, know. <laughs> right. There are people working on that. The number of different scenarios they're running in terms of what happens with that time slot or any others that's still being discussed. And no announcement has been made to all of us here at WTMJ. We're told one is imminent. <laughs> Clearly, since, you know, today's Jeff's last day. But I, we don't have any information to pass along to you as to what's going to happen other than to tell you that you know, a lot of good people have put their names in for mm-hmm. things and uh, we're going to have something to announce, hopefully by year's end. So we'll talk a little bit more about Jeff later in the show. A couple of the things I wanted to do off, off top here. <laughs> President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, had his four-hour news conference event. Here we go. Yesterday, and we actually there actually were a couple of interesting things to take away from that. Okay, but I want to start with coming up this weekend on Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News. WTMJ's Libby Collins has an extensive interview with former Attorney General William Barr. He was AG under President Trump, and one of the things that continues to fascinate me as we are now just what, about a month out from the Iowa caucuses is how former President Trump continues to dominate. The opposition in the polls, despite some of those very polls showing that Governor DeSantis of Florida, that former ambassador Nikki Haley would both do better in a head to head matchup with President Joe Biden than would former President Trump. Yet he still dominates by double digits. And I'm curious also because so many people have come out and are starting to well did initially and now continue to beat the drum of how they've turned on Trump and not just you know, squishy, middle-of-the-road Republicans who were uncomfortable with the people who worked for him who were his most loyal supporters. Multiple. Including Attorney General Barr. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So obviously, chief among them was former Vice President Mike Pence, who never had sharp enough words in criticism of the former president, but also that he shouldn't be president. Um, but William Barr was out fairly early, and he also testified in the January 6th yep. depositions and things like that. And I've read multiple books on this and, and, and fair accounts of those final days in the White House. And A.G. Barr was among the people telling the then-President Trump, you did not win. 
Mr. President, like, you know me. I'm your friend. I'm, I'm serving you. I'm serving this administration. We don't have the evidence of all this stuff these other people are telling you. Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. I'm going to release the Kraken. Yeah, there was, he, no Kraken, Mr. President. Speaking of Giuliani, jury's going to decide today whether or not he owes $41 million to two women he defamed. They've talked about, I can't remember the absurd analogy that was made, I think, Someone on his legal team suggested, well, if you, if you do that, that's tantamount to the, to the death sentence. It's not. But basically what they're saying is you, you're going to bankrupt him. So just so you know, if that's what that is, you're going to bankrupt him. It might him. be what they're looking to do. So, again, back to A.G. Barr. He's, he's one of the people telling then-President Trump, like, bow out gracefully. Let's, let's do this again. Let's do it again in four years. You're destroying your legacy. You're destroying any opportunity here that you have to maybe do this again. So Barr talked this week, as I said, with Libby Collins. Knowing what you know now, do you believe Donald Trump is fit to be president? I don't think Biden is anywhere near fit to be president, and I prefer not to have Trump as president. I think that there are other Republican candidates who are capable of winning massive victories to serve for at least two terms and then possibly like reagan and bush have three terms and i think we need something like that to turn the country around and i think uh that's the most important thing for the republican party and i i think trump may lose the election and if he doesn't lose it'll be a very tight election and I think that that's throwing away a golden opportunity for the Republican Party to make the kind of fundamental change in direction that we need to get this country back on track. It's former U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr talking with Libby Collins. You know, she also talked to him about the legal jeopardy that former President Trump faces. And, and this is interesting. A.G. Barr's read on on which of the multitude of cases against the former president is the most troublesome for his future. Of all those indictments that former President Trump faces, which one do you think should concern him most? You know, I think the most serious one and the one that I think has the most legitimacy is the one about the documents in Mar-a-Lago, because that accuses him of pretty outrageous acts of obstruction if, if the allegations are true. But on the other and therefore, I think that's the most serious one. But on the other hand, that may not be tried before the election. The one that is more likely to be tried before the election is the January 6th case. And I think that's a harder case. But, you know, that will be tried, and he faces risk in that case as well. I thought that was interesting because there are a number of others who have suggested the Mar-a-Lago stuff is much to much do about nothing. All sorts of former presidents have documents. You know, he just, these were documents that were, you know, they made a number of excuses about that particular one. It may be more black and white is all. The evidence there is more cut. Interesting. More clear. And to his point that, you know, might not go to trial or might go to trial before he you know, before the election, yeah. didn't mention the Georgia case, which is not federal. That's state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that was interesting. So extensive conversation that Libby had with uh, former AG Barr, and that's going to air on Wisconsin's weekend morning news between 8 and 9 on Sunday morning. So I mentioned the Russian President Vladimir Putin having his annual news conference, which is always fascinating for a number of reasons. I mean, these things are legendary because you rarely see Putin in this way speaking to some degree extemporaneously. Casually. Yes, about a variety of issues. Now, granted, everybody believes this is highly choreographed, totally scripted, that people aren't up there like the American press throwing them curveballs. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So he's ready to answer everything, but there's not a teleprompter. So somewhat off the cuff. Sure. Let me, uh, CNN does a really good job of setting the stage and then also handling first the issue of what's going on in Ukraine. 
This was Putin's first big news conference since his invasion of Ukraine nearly two years ago. For hours, the Kremlin leader answered carefully picked questions, restating Russian objectives in what he calls his special military operation. There will be peace when we achieve our goals. They haven't changed. This is the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine and its neutral status. So he continues to try to legitimize his aggression in Ukraine as well. We want to get rid of you know, Nazi throwbacks and things like that. And we're, yeah, we're actually helping here. Yeah. You know, we're, this is a force for good in the world. So, okay. Um, Putin also indicated he believes support for Ukraine is waning. It's clear he's paying attention to what's happening in the U.S. He feels like he's going to outlast the West. And precedent would suggest he's entirely, right. yep. entirely correct in that. I mean, historically, not, any number of conflicts, people have just been able to out, outpatience the U.S., and there's that current debate right now over whether to keep the military aid flowing to Ukraine. So he seems very aware that that's occurring. Um, and take this for what it's worth. Maybe a glimmer of hope for two Americans who are still being detained in Russia. You have the journalist. I think, what is he, Wall Street Journal? That sounds Evan right. Evan yep. yep. And then retired Marine Paul Whelan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both still being held in Russia. Here's what Putin had to say on that. It's not that we refuse their return. We do not refuse. We want to negotiate, and the agreements must be mutually acceptable and satisfactory to both sides. So again, any reports on this event that you will read, and I read a bunch of them coming out from yesterday, went to great lengths to first put out, this is choreographed, it's scripted. Take it with a grain of salt. We're going to print these quotes, but okay, just so you all know what's going on. But part of the spectacle this year that fascinated you was he was taking calls. Yes. They had like a talk show segment. Like our show, like 855, like throwing out the phone <laughs> yeah, the number. text line. Yes. <laughs> this from Reuters. Putin fielded questions from across Russia's 11 time zones in a Q&A at the Kostini Dvor Center in central Moscow. So he took calls. Now, again, you're supposed to believe that these are random callers into So they had a screener. They so, had a pancake. So we thought, <laughs> what, who is their producer? Like our Greg Pancake Hill. Who's their pancake over there who's supposed to screen the calls that are coming in? Oh, my gosh. And they would have to go through so many. Like, you can't have the guy complaining about his neighbor getting on, you know, for the hyper-local complaints. Like trash pickup or something, (laughs) right? Yeah. Two weeks. No one comes to pick up trash. No, he's not making the national 11 time zones news conference. Or or the parent upset about their soldiers uh, battling Ukraine. You wouldn't be able to have that. Right. You're not going to let that get through. Yeah, I want to... I want to know when you're going to stop sending our sons to die in Ukraine. Oh, no, no, no. No, I've got to go. You're, you're, you're breaking, I'm sorry. You're, you're breaking up. up. Right. But you would blame the call screener then. So would call screener pancake, would, uh, would call screener just put that person on hold and hope that they hang up eventually? Or is oh, that's there... one way of doing it, Eric. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, now, a few methods. Should we ask Greg to reveal game? his methods back there? I don't know. Depends how far back this curtain you want to peel. I'll give <laughs> <Okay>. you this. <laughs> so, okay, somebody wants to get on the air and you don't want to put them on the air. You know they're a bad call. What do you, what do you, what do you tell them? Um, so I kind of let them say their piece. And my okay. big keyword, now I'm going to have to change it, is, all right, great, sounds good. I'll get it to the guys. Appreciate your perspective. <laughs> Something along right, we'll the way. I'll make sure the yeah, president the hears. Know. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll write it down, pass it on to the president. Thanks. <laughs> Next call. Pass it on. We'll pass it along to Putin. Pass it along. That's the keyword there. You imagine though, if some of those slip through, even the best call screeners, right, then, because yeah. you hear like you know, I. He said he was going to talk about something else. <laughs> he said he was going to talk about his bountiful harvest. We used to have call screener. No longer do He's we no have longer call here. screener. <laughs> right. 
I also thought, my son mentioned this. This is a Max of a Toronto joke. Okay. He's like, who gets through on this then? Like, yes, Mr. President, is it true you fight off five-foot bear? <laughs> and Putin says, that story is not true. Bear was seven feet. Yeah, of course <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yes. yes, Mr. President. <laughs> this story is not true. Bear was seven feet. Asking how much he can bench, <laughs> just different things like that. Right. He went for four hours. I imagine some of those questions had to be a little light. <laughs> a little ridiculous, right? And all of them planted, right? Oh, yeah, let's go to uh, Dimitri in St. Peter's. Hey, Dimitri in St. Pete. What's up, D-Dog? Right? He's like, D-dog. like, oh, the yeah. sports call. What do you mean with the, the, with the accent, though? D-Dog, how are you? D-Dog from St. Pete. Oh, that would be awesome. Schnapps and vodka. Wouldn't it be great, Debbie, if they had like the, uh, it's like the sports talk radio where they all yeah. have nicknames. Everybody's glossed with a nickname. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, Vlad the Destroyer, what's up, Vlad? It's all for beautiful, yes. glorious Mother Russia. Hey, what's it like in Sochi right now? What are you guys up to? You guys skiing yet? Cool. Thanks for checking in. Long time hey. listener. So, so, Sochi Steve joining us. <laughs> So that's the news conference. We actually did learn a couple of things there. And I don't know. Pancake, you got to find out about your call screener counterpart yeah, over there. Yeah, learn more. <laughs> the producer of Putin's news conference. 825, Wisconsin's Morning News. 830 at Wisconsin's Morning News. The aforementioned Greg Pancake Hill produces this program. Yeah. Got his nickname because he used to work at the Pancake House on the south side. So we had Greg whip up a little something with the leftover stories that didn't quite make the show this week. Here on the Friday morning is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? You want to talk about stress? You want to talk about stress? I'm just so stressed out. But now we're stressed out. All right, not my typical MO, but I'm going to do a little Andy Rooney bit here. Check the size of those things. They not only puff the wheat, they puffed a blueberry. Yeah, that's Mr. Rooney on <laughs> the images uh, printed on a cereal box. Why are they like that? Earlier in the week, we talked about most stressful jobs of 2023. Yeah. You all remember what the most stressful job was. Number one was urologist. Indeed it was, a urologist. Now, my first question is, which urologist wrote that article? <laughs> However, I get it. It seems like it checks out. Diagnosing and being a part of a very difficult area of the body, I get it. It's It's needed. However, I think maybe the enlisted military personnel would have something to say because that's what the businessnewsdaily.com wrote in their article. But what about the structural iron and steel workers who are under the most stress? That according to money.usnews.com. Oh, it doesn't stop there. What about the head chef who is listed as the most stressful job according to zipia.com? The takeaway here is we're all stressed. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has Everybody's the most stressful job. Get in line, okay? You know what? We can't do this. It's towards the end of the year. Settle in. Yeah. Okay? Ooh, I like this. Yeah. Let's change it a little bit. So let's just see who had the best publicist when it came to least stressful job of 2023. According to CNBC.com, a cartographer or photogrammetrist which is more stressful to try to say. It's basically a map drawer. Yeah, cartographer, okay. map maker, right? Poli- political maps, the help of satellites in the sky, painting pictures of the world. Makes drawing maps a little bit easier. Reason. Forbes.com says art director is least stressful because what's the easiest part about art? Directing it. 
<laughs> this can be anything you want. In a study according to CareerCast.com, which was blocked by Good Karma's security wall on their <laughs> internet, had a diagnostic medical sonographer as the least stressful job, a.k.a. like a ultrasound tech would fall under that umbrella. Okay. Oh, sonographer. I thought you meant stenographer. I, I heard said, that too. I right. may have said it. No, it was somebody's in there typing away. On the, yeah, so what we got here is... <laughs> also not stressful, I would think. Muse.com actually has the less stressful job of 2023. Could Has an actuary as the least stressful job of 2023. Because what's more stressful than telling people how to handle their money... While your money is not at risk. And while also making a whole boatload of money yourself. <laughs> Indeed. And being adjacently responsible for handling someone else's finance. So what am I getting at here? I allude to the old Andy Rooney clip, which I cannot play. Even less stressful than that. Because I don't want to upset the Zen music. Is, listen, no matter what your career path here, if it's a map drawer, or if it's a structural iron worker... <laughs> or if it's an art director or if it's a producer of Putin's newscast <laughs> we're all in the same boat so let's take 2023 in stride let's try to bring the stress back down and as we enter 2024 maybe I listed you're trying to make a career change and I have a new one for you ahead so happy new year happy stressless new year from here us, us here at Wisconsin's Morning News. I mentioned when we were in New York, the number one thing my kid wanted to see. Statue of Liberty? Nah. No? Yeah. Empire State Building? He wanted to see a rat on the subway. And, I'm not kidding you. And he and was he successful. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, this wasn't rat. It was something a little bit bigger in New Jersey. We were on the train, and uh, the conductor's like, there's a bull on the track. And I said, what? And it's like, I thought he was he was joking around. And then the train slowed down, and he's like, there it is, there it is. And I, I looked out the window, and it was, there it was. It was uh, just kind of trotting down the track there. <laughs> a giant bull. It's big. With huge horns just running down the track. The video of this thing is great. And it couldn't get out of it. The horns were too big on it. He was trapped inside there. They had to close the gate. And then he was trying to run out. And then they, every time he tried to come out, they was running, you know, because, you know, them horns. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bullseye. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, they had to figure out what to do with it. They didn't know even where it came from. At first, the one guy thought it was like a, a Red Bull PR stunt because there's yeah. a Red Bull stadium nearby. Nope, wasn't a PR stunt. They think it may have come from a slaughterhouse nearby. I don't know how many slaughterhouses are in New Jersey in this area, but they they think that's where it came from. So they tranked it, and now this guy with Skylands Animal Sanctuary and Rescue says this bull, which they've dubbed Ricardo, is going to live a long, fruitful life. We'll be able to let him free. And he'll go with, uh, I think he'll go with a group of 13 others that I have, that 10 of them have horns. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he dies of old age in 20 years or so. 20 years or so. He pulled it off. Rico escaped. <laughs> so he well bought done. himself some freedom. Well done to the bull. Bullseye! Oh, yeah. 8.46, Wisconsin's morning news. A little more than three hours from now, WTMJ's Jeff Wagner will take to the microphone and begin his last show. 
When fighting the good fight, those who stand silent have already lost the battle. Whatever the dangers of the action we take, the dangers of inaction are far, far greater. The Ooh. Department of Justice is open. Let's do a thing. The Jingle Singers? Yeah. WTMJ. You know you've made it when you got Jingle Singers singing somebody your name, somebody's singing right? your name? <laughs> Eric Bilstead. So, yeah. He's ready. Oh, 620. Now I know I've made WTMJ. it. WTMJ. So, today's the final uh, day of the Jeff Wagner Show on WTMJ. Starts at noon. Greg Pancake. News Radio. So, there right, were no, about Jeff. believe it or not, there was one singer at the Wagner going away party. Someone doing a little buffet. Oh, yeah, well. Trying to. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so GKB and WDTMZ Radio had a farewell party for Wagner earlier this week. And it was at St. Kate's downtown. It was Wednesday night. It was awesome. So I went down. I know you weren't able to make it. You had an unfortunate conflict. But, like, I wanted to bring you there to kind of get the feel of how everyone was feeling that day and how they're feeling about Wagner. So here it is, my visit to the going away party. I cannot thank you enough. It has been uh, great getting to know you. It's great to be able to call you a teammate. Congratulations. Thank you for 25 great years on WTMJ Radio. Congratulations, Jeff. Thank you. Okay, so here we are. We are at St. Kate's in downtown Milwaukee celebrating Jeff Wagner. Now, some current and former colleagues are here. It's great to see everybody. Many of Wagner's friends and family here as well. And since all of these people know Jeff, I'm sure they know all of his Wagnerisms, right? Like this? Wagner's rule of life, number one. Life is tough, get a helmet. All right, let's find out. When life gets tough... You need a football helmet or something? To... Wear, wear a helmet. Yeah. Wear a helmet. That's the one, I, you know, when I would listen, I'm like, yeah, probably a good idea. I did when I was a kid. I probably should wear one more now. <laughs> life is hard, wear a... Hard hat. Helmet. Oh, shoot. Okay. Tracy. Wagner's rule of life number two, nothing good happens outside a strip club at 2 a.m. Nothing good ever happens outside of this. Strip club. Yeah, strip club. What place should you not be outside of at 2 a.m. according to Wagner? Uh, Probably at a place that you shouldn't be. So I I can't remember which line it is. It's a a strip club. Yeah, a strip club. (laughs) Unless you like strippers. Have you ever been outside of a strip club after 2 a.m.? Yes. Did anything good happen? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. This changes everything. (laughs) I helped somebody home. Oh, okay. Wagner says nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Well, it was good for the other person because I helped him home, so. All right, all right. It's not like I just fell off a turnip truck. Pop Culture Corner. I'm going to ask you your favorite scary movie, your favorite happy movie, your favorite sad movie, your favorite movie with an actress named Julia. I've been around for a while. I was a former prosecutor. I have a lovely wife, Fran, and a wonderful dog, Sasha. I guess the voice isn't right. <laughs> no, but otherwise we're very, very nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, luckily there is at least one person here I'm fairly confident knows Jeff's show pretty well. If I say life is hard, we're a... Helmet. Okay, you got that one. All right. Nothing good happens outside a... Strip club. After 2 a.m. Okay, yeah. all right, you got two. If it fits, it doesn't mean you should... Buy it. You're exactly. All right. Well, okay. I got so... those. That, of course, is Jeff's biggest fan, his wife, Fran. He's the kindest human being I know. And I mean that. He's I kind. Know. I don't know if I agree with you there. <laughs> I, I, I've met you before. So. You are, you are Thank so you for coming out tonight. 
thank you for being my friends for all these years. It means more to me than I can possibly say. Thanks a lot. Cheers to you, Jeff. And hit them straight. Starts at noon today, the final program of Jeff Wagner. Jeff Wagner, News Radio 620, WTMJ. How about a high temperature of 52 degrees today in your Storm Team forecast? We'll be increasing clouds today and then stay mostly cloudy tonight with a low down to 39. For your Saturday, showers likely in a high of 46. Sunday right now looks like a high of 44 under mostly cloudy skies. Did I read the Dre Camp or no? I forgot. Should I tell him again? Well, your forecast is sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. I like the behind-the-scenes stuff that takes place on the air. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. Ideally, you'd like not not to do <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, you'd like to know what words came out of your mouth just moments before. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Short-term memory is the first thing to go. I was focused on it. I wanted to share something that I think you would think is funny. Mm-hmm. So we get calls from time to time. Obviously, sometimes we solicit calls. You talk with folks who listen to your show all the time. When I worked in TV, there was like a, a message line where people could call and leave. Oh, yeah. I heard this. Them. I heard this earlier. Okay, yeah, it's classic. Got, it's classic. So a friend of mine who's still in the business in a market that I will not say, because I neither want to expose who this person is nor embarrass the kids. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of you. Good for you. That are part of this as well. But that's nice. one of the TV stations, they have asked area children's choirs uh, the, at the schools or whatnot to send in them singing holiday songs. Okay. And then they play this on the TV and whatever. And apparently some lady really, really doesn't like it. The issue why I'm calling is why don't you people like listen to a tape of a song of these kids from these school choirs before you put them on the air. That frickin' song that you just had on this morning, that group of kids singing Jingle Bells, it's got to be one of the worst Jingle Bell songs I've ever heard. And most of those choirs suck. (laughs) What is wrong with this lady? She was just getting started. She goes on for another minute. My God, <laughs> she said "frickin'" in the same sentence as like the kids well, and the choir suck. What's funny about that is that even if you think it, you don't usually no, you say, don't it say it out loud, loud. and put you? it on a, a recorded thing where someone else can listen to it and say, "Oh my God, you're an evil person. What are you? Why are you calling us? You want some more?" Now I'm all for some nice Christmas songs. Not really. If the Mm-mm. people can sing oh. and if the song sounds pretty. Okay, <laughs> she's all for it then. Mm. So get some people who can actually sing. But then when you put these kids on that can't sing worth a crap, can't they have to send a tape or something in first? And then if that tape, like, is approved that sounds halfway decent and doesn't hurt people's ears when they sing it, then put them on? Can't you pre-screen this year instead of this crap? (laughs) Pre-screen. Actually, to be honest, we listened to it, Steve. It wasn't bad. They were actually pretty good. (laughs) They're kids. They're trying to enjoy the Christmas holiday and the the holiday season. This this is a lighten up Karen moment right here. We all see things in a show. We all listen to things on the radio that sometimes we don't like, right? Right. You took the time to look up the phone number for this place and leave this message. Like, turn it off then. I mean, we're in the business. Have you ever called and left a message like that? I never have. Turn it off then. No. What are you doing?
on these school choirs. My <laughs> God, it's ridiculous that in this day and age you got to slap some crap on like that for people to actually have to listen to. Thank you. Man. And we'll end on that. WTMJ Now with Steve Scafidi is up next.